This is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode 25. The thrilling occlusion to last week's episode. Yep. I don't remember what we talked about last week, so fuck it. I actually don't even really remember what the occlusion was. Uh, what the are we... occlusion. We need to talk about the plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out over lightning returns. Issues. Lightning returns and left behind. We didn't finish those. Um... That's true. That's true. And now I've played left behind, so I can actually contribute a little bit there. And we can talk about uh, Thief. All the finer points of Thief. Thief um, Force. Yeah. Uh, we we could spend some some time on the news. There was there was a couple of really good pieces of news today. I don't know if you Were guys there? saw. I wouldn't um, know. <laughs> hey, I I did my part. I did as much as I could. Did you we also um, have um, Chuck's challenge? Oh yeah, fuck! It's a busy week. We gotta we gotta speed this along, boys. We gotta get this going. We didn't really give you a list of, of news, Jason. Are you aware of any of the goings-ons of the day? Because you have such a better voice to summarize things than me. But I don't have an idea of what's going on anywhere at any time. You you know what? Let's let's mix it up a little bit then, and I'll I'll give you the news. I'll tell I'll tell you what's what's yeah. happening. Tell me who I am um, and what I need to know. Well, so I reported today uh, from a press release that Nintendo sent out to us. Uh, if you are if you are one of the very odd people who has a 3DS but doesn't have Pokemon, um, now you can not be that person anymore. It's You can change your life and make your life better. And all Nintendo is asking that you do is sign up for a Club Nintendo account, which doesn't cost you anything and, in fact, gets you like cool stuff sometimes. And uh, after you do that, you can uh, you register the 3DS that you, that you purchased and uh, they want you to also register one game. And their list of games could not be more friendly to a 3DS owner. There's Mario Kart. There's Mario 3D Land. There's Animal Crossing, which you should really have all three of those, or at least one of them. And uh, you register their one game and one system, and then you get a free downloadable copy of Pokemon X or Y to enjoy. That would so. be really good if I had a 3DS. I mean, I've, I've or got, if you were in me, I've got I've registered my a bunch of my Wii games and probably my console at some point. It's an interesting promotion. I, I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm not a hundred percent clear what exactly they're hoping to get out of it. I mean, the obvious goal is to get you know systems registered and maybe have a better understanding of like an install base, uh, and then of course to also have Club Nintendo, which is as much as a, a rewards program as it is also a marketing system like it's a it's definitely a way to kind of market towards you but i guess i don't really get why like i, I don't i don't understand why they need to know that or why the big push that for delicious that delicious data it, it is delicious data um but i, I don't know what uh, what are they going to well, do with the delicious data once they have it part of the nintendo thing that i was that i've been working on that i still owe you <laughs> um so something I realized is that they don't necessarily understand what their market is. They kind of want to appeal to everybody, and in doing so, they're kind of appealing to no one. That's so that is true. I think this might have to do with trying to understand a little better who they need to market to, like who is the people that are all, that own the 3DSs and the, the Wii U's. Yeah. But I think they're going more for the 3DS for obvious reasons, right? Well, and there's there's a big connection there because if you have somebody that you know has a 3DS, which we know there are a lot more people who have 3DSs than we use, you can potentially, you know, turn that that 3DS owner into a Wii U owner as well. You know, if you if you put out a bunch of polls, I guess, and and cuz I, I don't know if you guys have used Club Nintendo lately, but the system is very heavily poll oriented. And they're not very good polls. Like, I can't imagine they're getting great data out of this. <laughs> why is but... game good? <laughs> well, and they're like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're like, why did you purchase the game? And, and your options are like, for the excitement or to explore the world or to tell all my friends. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. It's, it's not the best uh, data collection system. I've seen. But, but if you get that collection system... And you pull out all your 3DS users and you find out that they're just hog wild for Fire Emblem, uh, as we know they are. And they just can't can't get enough of that sweet, sweet Fire Emblem juice pumped into their veins. We got that data pretty easily. Yeah, it didn't take much to figure that out. Well, if Nintendo could realize that, then they would see that the thing to do is to release a Fire Emblem game on the Wii U. And then, boom, you get a bunch of, uh, you know, connective sales. Although, you get that one for free, Nintendo. The next you gotta pay for. 
I don't I just don't get I don't get why they need to do this though because all they need to do is make a good Metroid game again. They need to take it away from third party studios, bring it back in house to first party Nintendo and uh just, you know, work real hard on it and just make a good Metroid game and that Wii U's going to sell like gangbusters. Yeah, I think yeah. No, really. Really. Tell me that if you had the money and a new no, Metroid I'm- game came out Something on par with Super Metroid. If that came out and and you had the spare cash, you tell me you wouldn't buy a Wii U for it because you're lying if you say you wouldn't. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I I think the Metroid Prime games are surprisingly close to the first part to the old first party Metroids. So I don't think it's like they can't do it because I think they've already been doing it. And then there was like Other M, which sort of soured everything. Yeah, Other M is definitely um, it, it's definitely the cyanide tablet in the well, like. There's, I, I really genuinely wonder if we'll see that franchise again in the next like five years. I, I don't think we will. At least it certainly doesn't look like it right now. So I guess your call to arms is rather for a, a brand new side scroller Metroid that doesn't suck. Yeah. Because I mean, um, we, we can get new Metroids that are awesome because I think all the Metroid primes are pretty awesome. I think, I think Metroid would actually work best uh, in this era as a 3d platformer um, that has all the old elements that made super Metroid special. Um, I think, I think that the prime series has that a little bit, but towards the end, especially they stopped being one big world and they kind of like started tuning down into being like levels. Like now I'm going to go on this mission and now I'm going to go on this mission instead of, you know, now I'm going to go over here and uh, you know, Oh, now I, now I took this secret passage I didn't know about and I popped right back up at the beginning of the game, but I can go to all these cool new places with my powers. Like that's a Metroid game. And I feel like that, that got lost a little bit with prime. Possibly it was, yeah, it was as, all right. As, I mean, as it went on, and maybe my memory is poisoned a little bit, but but I it was in, very in particular. Very I remember corruption feeling a little more guided than than the others. Maybe, but just it was still very open ended. It was okay. Get over here, and then how'd you get over there? You figured out. Well, you know what? Then fuck everybody here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still think I still think it's the right choice. I think that. It's a franchise that is kick-ass and well-loved, and uh, if they would just put it out, uh, it would it would probably do well. But instead, we get you know Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, back, back, back up. Forbes just announced Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, the best game of 2014. You know, on what? this date, Tuesday, February 25th, 2014, the year of our Lord. Yes. I think that's probably actually accurate. I bet it's a really good game. It has a high Metacritic score. It did better than Thief. It did better than Castlevania. I haven't played it yet because I just wasn't feeling it, but I will. I'll get to it. I'll get there. But uh, I'll, it's, I'll it's, tell you what I want from Nintendo. It's not a system mover, you know. I'll tell you what I want from Nintendo. I want a Metroid that's just been drenched drips. I'll play that all day. There was the was what the? You just want Fendrana a Metroid Drift. that's nothing but Fendrana drifts over and over that's again. It. I mean, I could listen to that music all day. I don't even know what that is. Is that a level in? Yeah, it's like a, one of those icy yeah. levels, I think. At in, least someone here is an actual gamer. Knows in which, in which Metroid? <laughs> in Metroid Prime 1, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never I never beat Prime 1. I only beat 2 and 3. It's like, it's like the third level. Come on. I didn't get <laughs> yeah, very far. It's it was pretty so, early. It, was, <laughs> it spooked me. It was a scary game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> when I first played it, I actually didn't get far at all but then i played it a couple years later and i was like oh why couldn't i get through this i must have been stupid and then i yeah, beat the whole it, thing I, I remember being like the third because you get there first it's like the i guess the little jungle level and then you get to the um was in the steam vents and then Fendrena's is the next place you go to it's really early i think at first Maybe. i quit the game because i looked at the map and i was like oh god is, i don't want to do is this that the, is that the hub area that's kind of like marshy and you can jump around no. and all the oh what's no. that place called Oh, oh my god, let's move the, on. That's the first area, man. <laughs> no, because you start on a ship. Yeah. You, you always start on a ship. No, you, well, that's and not it true. blows up, and then you get to the actual but, plant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> like that, the ship doesn't count, man. Come on. I haven't played it for a while. It's like the tutorial level. God damn. I just remember Dark Samus in, in Corruption. Yeah. That was, that was bad news. Bad news bears. 
Corruption also should get some credit for being one of the only uh, Wii games where it was a first-person shooter and I didn't hate the shit out of it. So good job. It's pretty fun. You can take that with you, Edwa. So <laughs> what else happened today? I think the other big one for me that got, that got me all excited is we got a follow-up to our, uh, our saga with King. Uh, they have decided to yeah. not, not, not trademark the term candy. Huh. Yep, because that would be quote insane. No, that's not what they said. <laughs> it's not like they would uphold it if they did it anyways. They I couldn't mean, what, possibly. Yeah, I I don't see how they could because there's a lot of candy out there. I can see how they can do it. They could just try to uh, sue everybody who can't fight back. But yeah, I think uh, I think Kotaku broke it actually and said. Uh, or just announced that they had withdrawn their their filing for it, so the application's gone and uh, should be should be all settled now. Should be things things can finally go back to normal, and we can all start making our candy games that we've been working on. All right. Sometimes Kotaku can report things in a very timely manner. Yeah. No, they they were on it today. Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. It, the whole endeavor was pointless anyway because. The ripoff of Candy Crush isn't going to be a candy game. Like that's not what makes their game so unique and so special. It's not the candy; uh, it's just the design behind it, and that can easily be replaced with anything. It could be replaced with monkeys, and then we get Monkey Crush. Well, uh, well I'm turning into a conspiracy theorist over all this shit because it seems like every single time somebody gets into some horrible pickle and everybody starts hating them, it sort of like bounces back. And because of the whole debacle, they get more attention than they would have otherwise. Ah, so, so it seems like they do that. It seems like a lot of people do this on purpose just because they know they'll get attention. I think, I think maybe a bit, but like other times it's definitely not worked out in their favor. Like take Microsoft with the Xbox one's reveal and their all their PR blunders and missteps and oh, we'll never change. We're going to deliver a product that you're going to hate and you're going to like it. You know, do it. We're going to do it. Comcast style. You'll love to hate us. You're going to love to hate it. And fuck you. We're Microsoft. And then had to recant the entire thing. And it definitely didn't work out in their favor. Um, when I went to pick up Castlevania today, I noticed that the place I was at had like four Xbox Ones, but still no PlayStation 4s. They were gone. There wasn't a single one to be seen. That could change in a couple of weeks when the first like huge uh, first party game comes out. Or not first party, but the first really big system unique. But I don't know. But yeah, Candy. It's uh, We did it, ladies and gentlemen. We're free again. So. <laughs> Free from the sticky candy's grasp. Shout it from the rooftops. Go tell it on the mountain. Go uh, make your candy game that you've always dreamed of. Don't even make a game. Just make candy. Just make a game called Candy Doge. Just become a candy maker. Yeah. Or a taffy maker. Yeah, you, you guys are pull taffy for a living. You guys ever see how they make taffy? It's pretty neat. They pull it and then they, they bend it and then they pull it again. Well, sometimes nope. it's a big old robot who does it. Yeah, I've only seen how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah, they they fold it over and then they pull it, just like yeah. taffy. It's actually very similar. <laughs> very very close. Speaking of how the sausage is made, is there any other news that was? Oh, um, Jay found this one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Ground Zeroes, uh, everyone's favorite Metal Gear Solid iteration, uh, has already received a price decrease. And this is because of people complaining that it's so short. People don't uh, even actually know how short it is yet. Well, the reports are coming out that it's like an hour long, which is ridiculous. You're not Portal. Who do you think you are? Now, it is worth mentioning that price cut is only on the next-gen systems. And so, oh, is that so? Yeah, so so all they're actually doing is just pricing it. So the, the way that they laid out the pricing, I believe it was going to be on the 360 and the PlayStation 3, it was going to be 30 and then on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, it was going to be uh, 40 Because presumably, if you have a new console, you're also apparently able to afford $40 for the exact same game. And uh, yeah, so people weren't happy about that. So they've dropped it to match. So it's 30 across the board. I think unless you get it digital, so it's actually still cheaper on old gen, because if you get it digital, it's 20 and there, there are no boxed copies for the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. It's download only. So 
Man. So it really was a $20 price difference, and now they've cut it down to a $10 price difference, but you're still paying a premium to play it on your brand new hardware that you bought. Those are some expensive so DVD the, cases. So the one I, want, I kind of want to talk about is um, the Stick of Truth, South Park. Oh, yeah, the censoring? Yeah, because this thing is being censored left and right. Not here, not in the United States, because we're the land of freedom. Uh, but in other countries, they're censoring it. Uh, Europe is going to see some censorship. I mean, the UK is going to see some censorship. Um, Australia is, and I believe Germany is supposed to see some censorship. Yeah, I think they were saying they couldn't so, get it classified in Australia because of it. No surprise for Germany. They censor yeah. almost everything. Well, and Australia is notorious it's, for this. Actually, I think Australia is actually the worst. I, th- I think Australia is the worst. Um, I think it's... I think it's a terrible, terrible place to live if you want to play video games. Uh, if you want to go party on a beach and, uh, you know, like uh, hang out with a kangaroo, then Australia, you rock. But yeah. if you uh, want to hang out with a bear, with like a koala bear. Yeah, if you want to hang out with a, with a koala bear. If you want bear, to hang out with any marsupial. One of, the, one of the more notable bears, the koala. Yeah. If you want to hang out with him, you can do that. I actually, someone leaked the letter that got sent out with press copies uh, that was talking about the censorship, but now I can't yeah. find it for some reason. I can't find it, but I have some of the details. Something like five anal probing scenes involving someone actively being probed are being censored. Yeah, there's a lot of butt stuff. Oh, and no. a couple of abor- abor- abortion scenes. Those are, being, those are being asked. Oh, I got it. Do you want the specific verbiage? Go ahead. There, uh, so seven scenes of about 20 seconds each are censored in the uh, European console versions of the Stick of Truth. Now, it's worth noting, not in the PC version. So if you download the PC version, you're still going to get the full uh, original game. Uh, the decision to cut this content from the game was made by Ubisoft of Europe. These scenes include a mini game in which the doctor is performing an abortion on the player. <laughs> a... I should also mention these are spoilers. So uh, a mini game in which the player is performing an abortion on the character Randy. Is it possible and, to spoil this? It's too great. And <laughs> yes, five, as Jay said, five anal probing scenes involving someone actively being probed. The scenes play out as normal before and after the active probing scene. So the character still gets probed. They've just censored it now. Um <laughs> It's almost kind of promising here. It says each censored scene is replaced by an image, background, and uh, description text selected by Matt and Trey Parker. <laughs> um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And now, now I kind of want to play the censored version. I, I was going to say. <laughs> Just to see that. Some, sometimes when they are being censored is when they are their funniest. So um, I'd be interested to see what exactly uh, they're going to they're gonna wind up doing there. That's kind of interesting to me. But it seems that they're going to be changing the Jew class in the German release. Oh, are they? I see why. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm not. I'm not just. Let's see. The Jew no, class no, is a class created sense, by Cartman as a high risk, high reward class in which you become powerful when your health decreases. The only problem with the class is that, as Cartman says, Jews can't be saviors. Mm. Susceptible <laughs> to poison damage. Oh, so I've heard. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's going to be yeah, an RPG class. I was just class, reciting what I wrote off the wiki. I'm just making shit up because I'm evil. <laughs> That's terrible. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. So <laughs> let's see. the first Holocaust joke on, in the podcast. Let's see. Who have we upset? Maybe a milestone. Holocaust victims, people of Australia. Where do we go from here? It's okay. Um. Don't be offended by the joke I just made because it's not like the Holocaust actually happened. <laughs> well... Um, I, if you guys haven't already been kind of following along, this is called building an audience. This is how you do it. This is the occlusion everybody's been waiting for. This I didn't want to the, disappoint. This is the grand occlusion yes. that everyone has, uh, has We're going to pull, uh, what's the name of the Eagles with it, Bagnet? The, the miracle song? The, uh, the what? ICP. Oh, oh, yeah. It turned out to be, uh, Holocaust deniers in the end. Wait, they did? <laughs> No, then they turn out to be Christians, which is even funnier. Oh, that's that's oh, same thing. That's a lot. Yeah, better. I get it. All right. Well, anyway, welcome. Welcome back to the Imperial Wizard podcast. Speaking of the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Holocaust, I just finished um, Strider. Did we have any other news that we want to talk about? I mean, there's the no days later, but that's not really news. <laughs> Come on. I, I still didn't hear a lot of. So help help me understand how this went down today. Like this launched and. What happened? Did it just like 
get exposed so there's this, or there's this Kickstarter called No Days Later. And if if no one's following him along, it sounds a lot like Daisy. And you can look it up. Just type in No Days Later and Kickstarter in Google and it's um clearly not a real effort. They wanted three hundred grand for this thing and it's a very shitty Kickstarter page. Uh the video just shows something that they clearly ripped out of Daisy. And then um you know, just the whole thing is long and full of typos, and then they show all these weird images of their team and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's so obviously not. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's either not real or they're not intelligent because it can't be any other option. Because if it's real, right. then I, I don't even know what to say. Because they're showing it's off like a script that says... <laughs> under this part where there's this guy, Joe, who is apparently the programmer slash scriptwriter, which... I thought was the same thing. Uh, the script Joe would like to show you is really simple. He came up with it in minutes. And this script he developed is used to play the sound when the mouse button clicks the GUI text on the main menu. Called GUI click script. <laughs> I, it's yeah. just, it's almost... So, so I was going to say, here's the thing. The the thing is, it's 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 definitely either a scam or a troll. You know, it, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards scam because this is what happened. The Kickstarter had something like 30K pumped into it that their finding was pumped into it by the people that created the Kickstarter. So they wanted to raise this thing's visibility and get some money in and, and all that. So what happened is uh, 4chan and Reddit picked up on the Kickstarter. And basically they raided it. And they all started showing up as all these kind of famous uh, developers and uh, producers and all this kind of stuff. So you had pe- one guy posing as Notch on there, uh, making a deal with the guy who ran the Kickstarter, whose name was uh, James K. Merrill or whatever. And um, I think they actually got the Kickstarter up to something like 100,000 before Kickstarter got wind of the whole thing and kind of pulled it. But it's not like that uh, the money they were pledged was exactly real money anyway, because, you know, this is a bunch of people from uh, 4chan and Reddit just kind of like playing the system and all this other stuff and intending to pull their bids out. You know, and I guess someone basically snitched and Kickstarter came and took a look at it and they were like, oh, yeah, this isn't happening. So they. Uh, got rid of it and you know they the the guy who built it ended up having to close it with only four hundred dollars it's just yeah i mean it's like it's a if if it was if it was truly a scam it's a bad scam because they i mean if you're really going to go for an actual scam you'd try a little harder or sound competent or something yeah i mean there's some pretty like obvious typos and but maybe it's maybe it's just like a half and half, you know. Maybe it's a a troll thing, but oh also yeah, it's like, like we're trolling. But if it happens, I'm not going to complain about getting three thousand dollars. You know, if it gets if it gets fulfilled, maybe we'll have some developer troubles and <laughs> uh, just call it good. I I would guess that they had no plans to actually release a game, regardless of whether or not. It <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we could all agree on that. The, yeah. Considering the the little image at the top is like it has a Resident Evil Four zombie face on it, and yeah. <laughs> It's, it's pretty pretty amazing stuff though. It's pretty good. Well, should I? Uh, would you like me to tell you about about Strider? I know you guys love Strider. I used to love Strider uh, before I saw the videos of this new one. <laughs> it's um. So I, I don't know what the level of Strider experience uh, in, in the in the room here is right now, but um, I played and beat the NES one. Oh, okay, that's a pretty good one. I think the Super Nintendo one is probably my favorite. Um, maybe just the tiniest little bit behind the PlayStation uh, uh, one, which was Strider 2 officially is what they called it. Strider is kind of a weird game because it's had a lot of sequels and a lot of different iterations, but uh, they've never really been in the habit of numbering them. So despite the fact that there's like six games in the series, it only made it to the number two. So All the games are pretty different too. So it's like I was a big fan of Strider for NES, but then I looked at the Strider games on the other consoles and i was like i don't know if i like how these look i guess i'll just stick with playing strider on nes but they did something that was really smart with strider which is they changed it from being just like a slash em up arcade game where your goal is just kind of to get to the end of the level and they uh they have kind of made it into something more primarily a uh i i don't really like the term but a metroidvania uh game yeah um and as that that's the term though it is the term. I just, I don't know. It, it feels, I, I feel don't like it. I feel like, like should... if I were to say, I don't like the term lasagna. I don't like the term action movie. 
lasagna is different though because lasagna is a word that we made up to mean lasagna but metroidvania <laughs> is a mashing together of other words wasn't like, wasn't strider for nes sort of a metroidvania though i seem to remember like having to get keys and then going back backtracking through doors you have to constantly go back to kazak to open new doors and shit you you do but it's not um i'll tell you what made, makes it different a little bit is it, it's less about like keys and stuff like that and more about like upgrades so opening up all the doors and stuff like that is is tied to your weapons usually so you you'll get a weapon that that augments your sword to make it uh light enemies on fire and that heat sword will open up certain doors that respond to heat um and then you'll get one that freezes doors and uh, and you'll you'll find these doors that are spinning too fast for you to run through but if you freeze it with your sword then uh you can get through it um it's a good it's a good design and it's it's fitting for the game. It, it kind of adds a sense of purpose to it. Uh, one of my big complaints that I didn't even write in the review is that they put all this time into making the combat fun and to making enemies who like you have to attack with different methods and stuff like that. And then they set the game up in such a fashion where the enemies respawn so quickly and you don't even really have to fight them. Um, there's a lot of times where like I cleared an area and I would have to go back and I didn't feel like clearing it again. So I just ran past everybody. And I, I, I always don't like it when, when games do that. And I'm not saying that everything has to be an RPG, but I would have had a lot more fun if there was some kind of tangible benefit to dealing with regular enemies in the game. Um, as it stands right now, there's no incentive. You you are going to have the exact same result if you run past everybody that you will if you fight everybody. And as soon as you realize that, this game could go by like really quick. So it's just like growing up in Harlem. <laughs> it definitely sounds true to the original Strider then because it was kind of like that. Uh-huh. You could eventually, like especially once you got the ability to wall jump and stuff, you just were pretty much sliding down hills, jumping over everything, flying over to the next doors, and <laughs> pretty much avoid most enemies. It's it's like in Sonic the Hedgehog, you get the second player on there, and you have him control Tails, and you have Tails pick up Sonic and just carry you to the end of the level, and and no harm, no foul, like nothing is lost by doing that, and uh, I think that's a little disappointing. There there are places where they put you in a room and force you to fight enemies before you can progress, but like I said, it, it just it doesn't feel good to fight them. You don't get anything for fighting them. At best, you just you just get back the uh, the items that you wasted uh, spending on them. And even even in Castlevania games, they don't do that. In Castlevania games, enemies drop items that you can collect, um, you know, and like special ammo and things like that. Um, and they drop currency, so you're going to get gold by killing them. In Strider, they drop nothing. There's literally no reason. Like I said, I mean, they they do drop health and energy, which you're going to want to get back from fighting them. But you could also just never fight them and not worry about health and energy. I must have clicked on an ad or something. I don't know. So you didn't. So you you were clicking around while I was telling you about this exciting game, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I see. If you're clicking around while I talk, then what is the listener at home doing? Is that the kind of program that we're churning out? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't make a Holocaust denying joke. <laughs> That's fine. I click around I, when when everybody starts talking about there. Final Fantasy. So I think the most horrible jokes are uh, all from Jason. Well, this, this time uh, he wasn't he wasn't the one that picked on Luigi when he died. It's true. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I I don't I don't mind if I have to take on the hatred of all of our listeners. Take take that, Luigi. By the way, <laughs> I act as the shield of all the hatred and I absorb it all. He's a he he can take he 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 takes it because he can because yeah. he can take it. Yeah. Speaking of so hatred. so they'll chase me and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hatred, tell me about hatred, Jay. Do you want to talk about my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do because I, I finished it and I was actually pretty pretty stoked yeah. about so it. So recap on Strider. It's just like Strider on NES. I, I don't know that I'd say that, but it's it's definitely a couple <laughs> steps above that. It sounds if, like it. If you liked Strider on NES, I think you would probably like Strider. It's. It's a good step in the right direction, but it didn't have enough to like keep me excited about it. Like I said, uh, I feel like uh, the old Castlevania side scrollers. There's a lot of reason to go kill enemies, and you're gonna get stuff like um, 
you, you know, back in Circle in the Moon or whatever, where they dropped cards and there, there was just more to do. This is when you realize and kind of fully understand the mechanics that work here and see that there's no reason to attack anybody except the people you're forced to. It really makes the game feel hollow. Like there's, there's not a lot of fun to be mm-hmm. had anymore. That would be my statement there. But Left Behind is the exact opposite. Uh, where you have every reason to fight the people that you encounter because uh, that's just how it is. I mean, it's fun making um, hunters and infected mix it up. I have to say that was actually my favorite part of that game, especially because I would uh, I would arrive at these situations where you you turn on your super hearing or whatever, and you know you can see ahead in the map, and I would arrive in these situations where I'm like, oh shit. There's at least two clickers and like five of the regular infected. And I really just don't feel like dealing with that right now. And, uh, you know, no sooner do you say that and take a couple more steps forward than a group of men who are looking to kill you, you know, come walking down the stairs in a distance. Yeah, kill you at best. That's an ideal situation. (laughs) Um but yeah, that I, I thought that was great because you know you 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 uh, fall back a little bit, toss a brick in between the two groups, and just let them merge and and watch magic you know take its course. <laughs> and I can't think of a time, I can't really think of a time where that happened in the in the main uh, narrative. I'm not sure if yeah. you can. I, I don't. I it's been a while. I don't think I I think any event where the um where hunters came across infected was scripted. You know, so it's like. One was meant to kill the other, and then you only dealt with one group. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, And so that was cool to kind of see that AI interact with each other. I'm not usually one for race mixing, but uh, this is... (laughs) Um, Boy, that is refreshing, honestly. (laughs) The good news here... You're going to be editing this for a long time. The good news here is, if you're not one for race mixing, then the fact of the matter is, a girl... And another girl cannot produce offspring. <laughs> I didn't so. even, you know, what? I didn't even consider that relationship when I made that horrible comment. And I thought <laughs> it was a boy when I looked at the pictures. So, so uh, should we go ahead and and spoil that piece? Yeah, we're we'll going to spoil it. Yeah. So if you haven't played Left Behind, uh, close your ears. This is going to be a real quick sentence. Lesbians. Yeah, lesbians. It's not even I a mean, sentence. That's the thing is, here's my the thing is, the internet has gotten so ridiculous over Left Behind. And I mean it on both sides. Like, there are some people that are like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, Naughty Dog gets us. They're showing lesbians. And finally, we see this, you know, they're they're forging ahead for social justice, all this kind of stuff. And then you have the other side that's like highly reactive and flipping over tables and shit. Like, how dare they force this shit upon me? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see this. I don't want to be exposed to this. And I think it's utterly ridiculous. And here's why right it's just a cute little moment it's like literally five seconds i watched that i go i went oh that's cute and i moved on with my life that was it now i'm curious did you have it figured out before you got to that point because i was as i was playing i was getting a pretty big lesbian vibe and vibe and i I was actually going to come upstairs and hop on our our irc and be like hey guys does anybody else you know see what i I, I I think i think they did a good job of (laughs) building it though you know no no, they did Jared had the weirdest boner the whole time. You, you, I think they're like eight. So no, not, not really. Actually, well, I was glad. I'm not that, ready to cross into that joke for this podcast. I feel like we already hit so many others that we shouldn't have. I had my own awkward moment when I was playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I had the most awkward boner and then I was like, he's a girl. Thank God. <laughs> oh, for uh, James Kidd. Yeah, yeah. James I was Kidd. like, eh, something about this guy. <laughs> In my in my game, he's actually still a dude. So, <laughs> uh, big spoiler. I thought that I thought that that would have been like revealed by now. How long is this going to take before I find out? It takes quite a while. Is they it, they drag it, it out as fast as I heard. Is it like towards the end of the game that I'm not it, gonna? It's it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But yeah, so if you get you know if you get a little excited, then don't worry, you're not gay, not yet. If if you heard that that character's voice and you thought anything else, then. I don't know what to say because I don't think it's a spoiler all that much. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Or if you know who James Kidd is. Was James Kidd a chick? <laughs> That's not how I remember James it. Kidd, James Kidd was not a real person at all. Well, no, was it? The, the person playing James Kidd is a real person. Well, and the, but, person, the person playing the person playing James Kidd. Oh, oh I, I see. Person. I see what you mean. Well, but... Uh, 
Captain Captain Kid has been around for uh Yeah, but Captain Kid is someone different from Oh, you're Captain. right. You're right. I don't know my pirates. No, you don't. I'm googling it right now. Well, no. you know what? Let's just let's just toss those in there with koalas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was William Kid that I'm thinking of. It was William Kid, yeah. Whoa. This is awkward. All right. So, video games make you feel funny. Well, so um hey. Hey, I I thought yeah. I thought for and and I don't know how you would feel about this, but I know that one of your big complaints about The Last of Us was that the relationship at its core uh, wasn't earned to you, and um, I felt like they did a really good job in Left Behind of making it. Even though you didn't see their history, I felt like the dialogue was written in a really good fashion, where you kind of still felt that history regardless, and. Uh, and like I said, I was I was getting lesbian vibes like all the way up until the big reveal. And um I don't know, it felt it felt pretty natural and, and pretty good to me. Maybe maybe you I think, think the exact think, opposite think again. But no, no, I don't think the exact opposite. I think I I actually agree. I think um you know, I think the way that in which they built the relationship here is uh you know, they start out as friends or whatever, is whatever palling around and then definitely boosted the tension between the two of them as the story went on. And I feel like, you know, I I I, I still feel how I feel about last of us but i think left behind actually did a really good job of giving me a kind of fully crafted relationship there and um you know my my main thing with the last of us is uh they they went for these really abrupt endings basically to every relationship in the game and that really just kind of annoyed me after a while because it, it to me it felt like the same trick over and over so it felt at, like at least like uh, left behind was a fully fleshed out arc between these two characters yeah, I mean, obviously things go shitty for them pretty quick and it cuts away. But because you will have finished the normal game, you you still know based off the narrative there, you know, how all that pans out and what exactly happens to them. Well, not only that, it feels like it It feels like there's kind of a real beginning, middle and end in uh, Left Behind. Like yeah. if I if I didn't if I didn't play the game and if I didn't uh, read American Dreams, I still get the feeling I would get that feeling from uh, the DLC. Mm hmm. Yeah, see, and I actually didn't even read the rest of the comics. I, I uh, read the first issue that came with uh, my collector's edition of the game, and then I didn't touch it again. So I don't know how much I'm missing there. Or... And it, you're, not, you're not missing much, and I, I think just writing-wise, this is uh, really strong in terms of the overall narrative. Like, I, I don't think the comic was that great. <laughs> you're not missing anything. I, I can't really read comics anymore. I, I can't think of the last one I read that I thought was good. It's something about... You might like something called a uh, punk rock Jesus. It's something about the way that I read dialogue to myself in my head. Everyone sounds really stupid. <laughs> I guess. I guess. What does that say about me? But you know, I, I I read some dialogue. Like I've been trying to read The Walking Dead, and it already is pretty bad dialogue. And then when I read it, everybody's like, eh, "Rick, I don't want to go to the prison." <laughs> it's just. Coral, get over here. Coral, come over here. We gotta go. Don't look back, Carl. (laughs) But they are from the South, so that's probably how they sound. I mean, that's how Southern people sound, right? Let's get them in there, too. Let's (laughs) Let's do everyone tonight. Let's do everybody. Oh, God. I've still been watching The Walking Dead, and it's the one thing that I sort of joke about with my family is, you know, (laughs) we joke about how Rick... You know, yells for Carl, and but he sounds—it sounds like he's saying coral. So, like, we call him <laughs> Coral Reef and things like that. I um, oh man, not to veer off too far into TV, especially because I know that we're the only two watching Walking Dead. I think, but it's such a it's it's such a good show in the sense of like it's kind of like Dexter, where I'm like, why am I watching this still? <laughs> like, how is this still happening? And yeah, I just, it's not after three apps. I, I just have to comment on this current season. If you're following along, you're probably going to know what I mean, but you're, there's going to need to be some knowledge here. But um, basically, uh, Glenn and Maggie, I'm pretty sure that this is kind of like Walt in Lost, where you know, just, just that whole episode where, where Michael's on a raft who just screw Walt, and they're separated for like 20 episodes. I'm really excited to see it. It's, it's, it's very exciting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what are they doing? It started out rough, hey, but you know, Lucio, I've heard you've been uh, stripping lightning down. <laughs> I have. So tell me, has it gotten better? Or uh, yeah, it has. Is it more exciting? 
Yes. <laughs> so game itself you don't is sound not very excited. That's not convincing at all. Pitch Pitch Lightning returns to me in a way that I want to buy the game. Do it right now. Well, at least sound Are like you? You, at least sound like you're not going to the dentist. Like <laughs> it's so still better than getting cancer. Yeah. To be, uh, I'm well. I haven't gotten cancer, but I hope not to find out. Well, you're in you're in Florida, so the odds are high. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Somebody might eat my face tomorrow. It's it is Florida. <laughs> the game itself is not bad. Um, what the thing about Lightning Returns is that it does a lot of things well and a lot of things really bad. And sometimes the things are the same things. So I already talked about how the graphics are weird, where you have some things that are really well done. Yeah. And some- Lightning's hot shit and everyone else is shitty. Yeah, her narcissist goggles. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't get better. But um, so there's some areas that are really nice, really well done. Like there's uh, two open areas called the uh, Wildlands and the Dead Dunes, which are wide open areas with a lot of towns and, you know, uh, there's woods, there are ruins, you know, for exploration. And then there's two cities and the two cities are basically just hallways connecting to one another classic final fantasy and you got a little bit of a new final fantasy right and then there's a quest right there's some side quests that are really interesting and i guess this is a spoiler but who cares i was telling jay there's one where um you have to help hunt these guys down uh this guy uh guy's diary down and the reason why is because he forgot why he lost it and when you find that you have a choice whether to read or give it to him and if you read it you find out that it wasn't so much a journalist. It was kind of like his chronicle of him hunting down the person that killed his family. And like the last few entries of the uh, the diary are something like justice will be served, justice will be served, justice will be served. You know, very dark, interesting stuff. And then there's another quest where you have to go there and talk to the same person at the same time for three days straight. The setup for the world is actually interesting. And, and this is a problem that I think the 13 series has had where... They've always had kind of interesting setups. They just don't really make them pay off very well. So to try to explain the cluster fact that is the the 13 timeline will take too long. So I'm just going to tell you what you need to know. But uh, what happens is at the end of uh, Final Fantasy 13 2, Noel and Sarah, who's Lightning's sister, beat the bad guy. But in doing so, they uh, activate his trap card and kill the goddess of death. And in the process, Lightning Sisters dies, and Lightning gets stuck in a pillar of crystal for 500 years. I'm sorry, I, well, well, I was browsing the internet for all that. What's going on? We're talking about oh, they're lesbians, and I thought that was really great. Man, getting trapped in a crystal—that's such a chick move. Anyway, I'm sorry. So the the side effect of all this bullshit that they did is that people stopped aging and they stopped having kids. And, you know, if you were a child and you stuck a child, and if you were old and dying, then you're still old and dying 500 years later. Oh, that's pleasant. You can still die, but it's usually, um, you know, it has to be like an accident or uh, something like that, right? So you can't just die from natural causes. Suicide. What's going on with... Uh, you can commit suicide. What's going on is that uh, all basically all of the souls uh, are being embodied into something called chaos that's eating the world apart. So... That's the basic setup. Now, the story is that in 13 days, uh, the god called Volvenice, which I call Bubusela because of me, is going to basically, he's, he's just said, you know, the world is too fucked up. I'm not going to even try to save it. I'm going to just destroy it and make a new one. And I'm going to come in 13 days and do that, right? So he's the so, moon. Uh, he's yeah, the except path. that <laughs> the world is actually ending in six days, not, okay. 13. not 13. So you have to complete quests to extend the world's life which makes him not a very good god, if you think about it. So that's the basic setup. And the story is a mess. But the game itself is fun. The combat system is really well done. I'm actually fairly fond of it. It was It's a bit confusing at first, but once you get the hang of it, and once you get the hang of the garb system, you can really you know take, take advantage See, of it. This isn't the shit I want to hear about. I want to hear about Lightning's Trap Stamp. I want to hear about her Yeah, choker. that's kind of what I want to hear about, too. I want to hear about her <laughs> cute outfits. Oh, well, so right now I'm wearing, I'm having her wear a bikini, basically. <laughs> okay, and there like you go. Every day, they, every day they give me a new outfit and it's more naked than the one before. Well, and, it's also uh, more powerful. <laughs> yeah, they have different abilities. Powers, they, they're pretty, they're actually fairly well balanced. They let, they so, let her move effectively. <laughs> yes. 
There's the kitty outfit. I mean, it's, I'm 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 <laughs> under the I under the impression that when you started the game, right, the 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 outfits were relatively complete, and the further you get into the game, the more of a stripper she looks like. Well, like I said, right now she's basically wearing a bikini. Right, just like and any good Saints Row game. At the end of the day, she's going to be wearing a thong. So, 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 so her power, her power is inverse to her clothing, to the amount of clothing she wears. Why not just? <laughs> why not just get nude then? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. That's actually that's a really good question. I think you've got something to answer for. Yeah, that's a plot hole. They 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 promised she would come back though. I have her game yeah, done. She she's gonna come back. Well, Final Fantasy 15 is actually versus, so you know we're not done with this bullshit. Well, yeah, and hopefully we'll never be done. <laughs> how are, I, I honestly don't know because I haven't looked at how are how are these tied together? It's uh, well, you know, you know, you know, Final Fantasy 13 was originally planned in three parts, but not the three parts that we have now. Right, right. I remember versus 13, but no one was ever really clear with me on what it was. <laughs> because Square was never clear on what it was. It was like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy. Versus they've pitched it as um, parallel worlds that they don't have anything to do with each other, but they do have things to do with each other. Yeah, they, they, they pitched it as a sister game, whatever sister that means. Yeah. And then um, Aguido so, like, or Type Zero or whatever it was called was supposed to be the third one. And then, you know, they kept pushing back versus and kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back. And then they released all these 13 sequels that they decided, well, you know what? Final Fantasy versus is just going to be Final Fantasy 15 now. Okay, but they're still going to use the same setup, so you know, whatever, man. <laughs> sounds promising. <laughs> um, right? Should we talk about some new games then? Ooh, ooh, um, like, uh, like Thief. See, here's the thing. Um, I, I know that we already covered it, but I, I thought I'd let Jason maybe. Uh... <laughs> well, we covered it in private. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Is is maybe just give us a little update on why we might not be seeing his Thief review. Tomorrow. Well, oh, de- definitely not tomorrow. Yeah, so basically there's this huge technical issue with the game right now that is... It, I wouldn't say it's widespread. It, affa- it, af- it affects a minority of people, but guess what? I'm one of them. Do they know what the root cause is? Like, usually is it's, it it's some... Italian? Well, I, I was thinking more like, like video card model or... It's... It, as far as I know, it has nothing to do with anything video related. Uh, people have reported. Well, here's the problem. The problem is that the game runs at a snail's pace and it hitches and freezes. And then like every 20 seconds or so, it'll freeze for about 15 seconds and then resume its usual hitchiness. So I've been able to play the game in very short bursts and in slow motion until <laughs> they fix the game. Uh, I, feel, I, I, I feel like we're ripping off the player because we haven't talked about any new games so maybe i should talk about the one that i played before the podcast oh yeah the one that you actually played instead of uh what's happened here with the i played it i can tell you that in the five minutes that felt like 20 okay. minutes i i have I have, a, I have a question i have a very important question about thief okay okay lay it is, on us is garrett in the game yes can, can you steal things well, let's see. I, I was able to go to various drawers and cabinets and steal shiny things that gave me money. That's, okay. That sounds like... That's Thief. That's thief. That's that it. sounds like Thief. Yeah. Game of the year. Game of the year. <laughs> it right it was, now. What, what I could actually play was good. It's just I needed to actually run consistently and not well, in slow motion. You and I kind of fought over who got to review Thief. And I'm looking at Rock, Paper, Shotgun right now. And uh, they like the game. So it's probably a good thing that I'm not reviewing it. Um, but no, their their review is actually really weird. I don't I don't know that this is ethical reporting on their review. But uh, basically call the game a piece of shit, and then they say it's the greatest game they've played so far. Like in the Thief series? Because I could see that. <laughs> no, no. The, I mean... I <laughs> Burn on those. you, Thief. <laughs> I've never played I, one. I, no, it's very, it's very uh, Sundera. It's very back and forth. It's like, I love you, but I hate you. Um, well, I heard a lot of people say that they're annoyed that you can't jump whenever you want, but I'm kind of used to that, like playing Zelda. Because after you play Zelda, you're like, wait a minute, why should I? Why should I be able to control when I jump if the game knows it exactly when I should jump? Go out and play some fucking RPGs. I can't. I can't. I can't jump in bravely default. Yeah. You don't see me bitching about it. So basically, in, in the new run. Thief, the only place you can jump is at you know anywhere that you actually need to jump, and it works pretty that well. Makes, that actually makes it pretty easy. A ton of games do that. 
Matthew, Matt and, three. and there's slight, a slight sort of free run aspect, kind of like Assassin's Creed, so you can actually sprint and hold the run, uh, the jump button at the same time, and you'll sort of smoothly go over any obstacles. So that's kind of nice. Here's here's a question for Lucio: Can you can you jump anytime you want in Lightning Returns? You can sure you can pole yeah. dance. You can pull those too. <laughs> okay, but I'm free to jump at my at my leisure. Yes, sure. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, should should we talk a little bit about Shadowrun? I don't. It's not under embargo, as far as I know. So no, it's not. And by the time you release this, then it'll be out. Uh, uh, close. It comes out the twenty seventh. No, uh, well, I mean, it's most. It's definitely. It'll be very close. Shadowrun game. Now, what I, I, as somebody who doesn't really follow Shadowrun, help me along here. What what uh, what does that mean? You know that I'm that that my just... only real experience is Shadowrun Returns. Um, I mean, I mean, Shadowrun Returns was a was a long, you know, the the main campaign was called Dead Man's Switch. It was basically a long noir story where that ended. And this is spoilers. It's more spoilers. You had to investigate your friend's murder, and then you found out ultimately who was responsible was his sister because she joined a cult that worshipped um, astral other dimensional bugs. And then what happened? And that's it. That was the end of the game. And it made a lot of people upset. Uh, made me upset, even though it, I had experienced Shadowrun before. What was upsetting about it? Was it because you wanted to go fight the bugs? I mean, I got to fight no, the bugs. No, you got to fight the bugs. The thing is... Uh... Bugs. It's, it's a really abrupt ending. And it's like, and then you meet a guy afterwards who's like, hey, I'm going on all these awesome adventures and you can't come. Yeah, we, we talked about this before where you have the, the main yep. character from the SNES version. Yeah coming and telling you about all this awesome stuff and then he goes like oh well maybe we'll see it another time so and i'll tell you I'll, it felt I'll like tell you at what... the time is that it was kind of um like giving you quest hits to do when you are doing your own adventures in the um in the user generated content okay mm. okay so i got it i got it so yeah that's what it felt like it felt like Shadowrun returns was meant to be all about the user generated content and i tried using the game maker system and i'm not not like you know I'm no Jason, but I'm not completely retarded. I couldn't figure it out for you anyways. I yeah, tried exactly. and I couldn't figure couldn't it out. couldn't figure it out either. It's like an ass-backward system. So, you know, there's very little user-generated content and people lost interest. And I guess a few things went on, but whatever. But it felt like the whole game was just a pitch for the uh, user-generated content. Um, so I'll tell you how I feel about Shadowrun Returns. And then I'll tell you how I feel about Dragonfall so far. I haven't finished Dragonfall yet. I just started. Only got a few hours in. Uh, so Shadowrun Returns was kind of like an appetizer at a really nice restaurant because you go into a really nice restaurant and when they give you an appetizer, you're like, this isn't enough to feed a cat. Why would you feed it to a human? And why would you charge me this much money for it? That's what Shadowrun was. Um, Shadowrun Returns. But, and, but Dragonfall is like a hand job behind the fancy restaurant from a well, hobo. Well, Dragonfall almost feels like a real meal. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, but Dragon Ball is like, you know what? This could almost be a dinner, but I still feel like I'm going to have to hit up Taco Bell when I'm done here. I mean, it's 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 weird. Right now, you know, the big thing in a Shadowrun Returns is you had to hire runners, you know, to run the shadows with you. That's what they are. That's what a Shadowrunner is. Did you know that, Jared? I actually didn't even know that you could run in the shadow. You could run in the shadow. In, let's talk in, about, uh, actually, no, let's talk where, do you, where do you run to? <laughs> um, Money. You run towards money, like Bitcoin. The 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 whole the whole thing about it is that there's you know the big. Let someone who knows Shadowrun explain it. Let Lucio can explain it. Okay, Lucio, Shadowrun, go. So basically, there's all these corporations that own the world, basically, and everything. Everybody's tracked with something called a, a identification number or a sin. So um, the people who don't have a sin are called the sinless, and they can get into the cracks and kind of do uh, the things that. You know, you wouldn't want to legally do as a corporation. So, like stealing people, stealing data, killing people, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, they do it in the shadows, with left between the corporate system. That's why Shadowrunners. See, that's what that's what was so weird to me about uh, Shadowrun Returns because it 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 had a quote unquote karma system. The karma system was actually the experience point system. Karma is how you buy your abilities, and you couldn't really pick play an asshole in Shadowrun Returns, you know, despite the fact you did a lot of assholeish things. It's like, okay, I need to go kidnap a guy, um, but I can't be a jerk about it. I gotta be really nice about it if I want to get my experience points in my karma. So, 
I don't know. But then you let the payday go, didn't you, Jay? Well, <laughs> how was I supposed to know? I've never played a Shadowrun before. And it's like, go kidnap this guy. It's like, you made me play this really nice character the whole time. He's begging <laughs> me to see his character. I mean, he's been begging me to see his family again. I'm not going to be like, nope, I'm going to sell you into slavery to another corporation. I'm going to let him go. And apparently that was the wrong thing to do in Shadowrun. For clarification purposes, he was pretty much already a slave for the company he was working for anyway. Right, and I was the liberator. I'm, I'm the under, I'm the, I'm the underground railroad. That's who I am in Shadowrun. Well, no, but you, you were because you just left them in the same place. Well, you know what? <laughs> Jay is Harriet Tubman if she did nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, guys, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was googling for pictures of Christian Slater in a big hat. Can you start over? <laughs> well, anyway, the, you can listen to it in the podcast that her name is Slamdog. I found him oh. in a pretty big hat. You guys, where, where was I? I? I was at I was at a part where I was talking about how um, the, the runners. So, so the Shadow Runners. That's the important thing there. So, in the in in Shadow Run Returns, you could hire them out each mission, and it got really expensive. And I was basically broke by the end of it, you know. And I was the piggy they go. And so, in Shadow Run uh, Dragonfall, you get a pre-installed team of runners, and they're all kind of badass. You have a shaman. Uh, who can cast spells and summon monsters, and then you have a lady who's part cyborg, part medic, and she has uh, knives for fingers. And then you have like this military chick who's got sniper rifles and shit. And so they come around with you everywhere, and it's great because you don't have to pay them anymore. It's like you know you're you're my party, you're following me, but it's so awkward because you know you play an RPG and you're used to everyone in your party having an opinion. And uh, when you're kind of in the hub world, they'll talk and whatever. But when you're on a mission, they're like completely silent. And it's just really disturbing. It's like you guys don't have any thoughts about any of this going on. You don't you don't have any thoughts about the nightclub that just pulled guns on us and shot at us. That's OK. I mean, you're free to not say anything. It's a, it's a free it's it's not a free society because the corporations own it. But um, it's awkward. It feels <laughs> awkward. It feels like it's not quite a real RPG yet, but it's almost there. That is strange. I can't believe how big this hat is. <laughs> Simply enormous. So I played the plan as well, guys. Well, so I don't even know what the plan is. What is what is the plan? I, I want to make sure because we're going to lose Lucio for like four weeks. And so I want to make sure that we get a chance to talk about Chuck. But I'm not yeah. even clear on what the plan. Like, what is it? Is it life changing experience? Okay. What ha- It's free on Steam. It makes you question, what are we doing here? Oh fuck! No one of those. Oh, so it's like uh, it's like Tomb Raider, where I'm like, yeah. "What am I doing here, playing this game?" <laughs> so it's like Mirror Moon. That's that's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. It's Mirror Moon. It's Mirror Moon. The plan. Oh, this is casual. I can't play this. No, it's made for you. A fly mm-hmm. ascends to the skies, pondering the pointlessness of its brief existence. Uh, what? Are you kidding me? Okay. Was it good? Did you like it? I did like it. It looks pretty boring. <laughs> I love it because it has five screenshots and they all look identical. <laughs> oh, no. The plan. I mean, a lot of people liked it. It looks like Rock, Paper, Shotgun thought it was pretty great. So that's one. That's one time we agree. They're never wrong. All right. I'm going to I'm going to check it out. How long is it? Because it looks like almost all the reviews. None of them even hit an hour. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to hit an hour. Matter of fact, most of these are like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> the game is a total of six minutes and I beat the whole game. If you can spare six minutes of your life, I promise that it will make you cry. Wow. That's a total. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm in a hundred no megabytes. Here we go. It's Dog from Steam. If Jared doesn't right cry. I, I don't cry. Yeah, in just, I don't cry in just five minutes from anything except maybe the beginning of up. Well, you will in this. This is the crying game. <laughs> eh? that's pretty good too more natural says much like journey this game will make you think about smaller simpler things in life as you guide your hero along I didn't particularly okay. enjoy journey but sure okay well I'm going to tell you what I'm going to play this and we'll talk about it in detail next week so that we can have more than one full person detail. Yeah, let's, full... make sure, let's make sure we block off 45 minutes for it At bare minimum 45 <laughs> minutes the good thing I is I want to we... know if it made you cry we can talk about the game for at least 10 times longer than it took to play the game. <laughs> well, yeah, because of all the existential stuff that it reveals to us. 
Plus, you have to allow some time to get over the emotions. So, Lucio, do you want to tell us about Chuck's challenge before we... I do want to tell you about Chuck's challenge. I would love to hear about it before before we uh, wrap up tonight. So, Chuck's challenge is um, the spiritual successor to the old uh, PC game Chips Challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's very straightforward. You are an alien who can manipulate um, time and space, and you, I guess, enlist... Kidnap is another right word, even though you do kidnap uh, Chuck, <laughs> the creator of the game, uh, and you make him make uh, games for you. But he's completely willing. So, I, like I said, I don't know if kidnap is the right word. So let's use a list, like a conscript. Yeah, that's you know that's pretty much the whole story. It's um, very simple. Um, you know, at first, all you have to do is just get to the exit, right? So there's different types of obstacles, there's puzzles. There's a lot of variety. So, you know, there's a lot of levels that are, you know, just block pushing puzzles. There's some that are, you know, running away from monsters. There's some that are collection puzzles. Some have eyes, some have other hazards. It does have a, like a undo button, which comes in handy a lot, especially in the harder levels. But man, does it get challenging towards oh, the end. Not, not to, you know, that is what they promise. It does get challenging. Yes, Chuck does challenge you. Um, one of the things that I like is that it opens about five levels at a time. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're stuck in a level for a long time, you can just go on to the next one and, uh, you know, try to do that one. Oh, okay. Levels are, there's so much variety in the levels that, you know, it kind of keeps you from rage quitting, essentially. Because if you're, like, stuck in, in one room where there's, uh, you know, like a block puzzle, and you go to the next one and it's something... For example, uh, you know, try to collect these keys in a specific order. Um, it, it, keeps, it keeps it fresh. It helps you keep going without getting tired of it. It has um, a level editor that's pretty robust, so you can make your own levels. And you can also download levels that other people are, are making. So, you know, there's plenty of content there. But it's fun. It's, it's a good game. I, I recommend it. If you like puzzle games... I think everybody should pick it up. Does it, does it feel a lot like the old? I mean, it, it seems like it it's, uh, pays pretty decent homage to the original. It's Yeah, it plays very much. You, you think somebody who's... Because I know a lot of people who are big fans of, of Chip's Challenge. Just the way that it was included with certain versions of Windows, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of made it a, a household name for a lot of people growing up. And uh, so I know a lot of people who are excited at the just idea of having a spiritual successor. So it plays it plays very much like chips challenges. Even the the way the ice controls work mm-hmm. is exactly the same. Hmm. That's interesting. So if you if you were a fan of chips challenge, you definitely need to pick it up. Def- definitely dig it, huh? Yep. I, I like this idea of kind of taking this old retro. Uh, and it's the same designer, as far as I know. Uh, I, I think his name is actually Chuck, if I'm correct. That's right. Um, and uh, I, I like the idea. I, I think that next up on the list should be Ski Free. Let's well, make that. Well, actually, next up on the list is already Contraption Maker, which is made by the people who made The Incredible Machine. Oh, really? I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, it's up on well, it's on Steam Early Access right now, Contraption well, Maker. One thing I want to add about Chuck's challenge before this. we go on. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let me ask this. This is very important. Whose cock do I have to suck to get a new California games? Uh, we'll find out. Here's an, even, <laughs> here's an even better question. Why didn't Treasure Bear get funded? Just ask for too much, man. Anybody? Treasure Bear? It will be too awesome, man. Some things are just not... It's not a koala? No, the bear is not a koala. Um, Treasure marsupial. I think... Uh, what kind of bear is he? He looks like a grizzly. He's a brown bear. Yeah, he's a brown bear. But It's very brown. Oh, it just makes but me I'll, sad. One thing I want to add, though, is um, Chuck's Challenge actually feels pretty fresh, even though it's very much the same design concept as Chip's Challenge. And I think there's nothing quite like it around. Oh, so. uh, that's also because you haven't had a Chuck's Challenge in, what, two decades? Yep. Yeah, but I, I, I get what you mean. Like, they don't really make... They don't make games like that. Anymore. Yeah, they don't really make puzzle games like that anymore. Um, e- even just puzzle games in general, it feels like everything's just like a match three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I struggle with the section delivery method. Yeah, it, it's got a really unique kind of setup to it, and I, I think that it's uh, a little bit of a rarity in in this day and age. So I'm I'm glad that you liked it because I'll probably uh, wind up picking it up at some point. I just want to congratulate us for talking about so many games and saying nothing about them. No, I think we had a lot of good insights tonight. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. 
for sure. Absolutely. Maybe some more than others, but oh, we should definitely wrap up then. Yes. Let let me uh let me just step in then and just say uh thanks thank you for listening. We didn't mean a lot of the horrible things that we said tonight. True. Uh but deep down we did mean some of them. So, you know. Wow. I guess use your best judgment to figure out which is true and which is false. If you can't laugh, then go away. Did he really avoid all the enemies in Strider? Or is, yeah. is if you can't laugh about Strider, then I is don't know. Is that just man. a controversial lie? <laughs> uh, if you're not already, go check us out on uh, just online at enemyslime.com. You should follow us on Twitter at TheEnemySlime. We're on Facebook under the same username. And that's the easiest way to keep up to date with what's going on on the site. But hey, you know, if you don't want to do that, we got RSS for you, too. If you're one of those technological masterminds, then, then go there. Um, you should listen to all the podcasts. Go back and listen to every single one. They're, each one is better than the one before it, unless you listen to them in reverse. Then they get progressively worse. So maybe don't do it that way. Uh, if you like the podcast, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. There's a Look, there's a lot that you have to do. I'm giving you a big list here. The what the fuck is that? Am I being played off? Well, then. I think I am. <laughs> I didn't even start talking about my that? political standpoint. Huh. <laughs> I guess we're letting the music wash us out. I can't hear you. We're being washed out by the music. 